The Nerd and Tie Podcast is, unsurprisingly, a part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts, from actual play to true crime to witchcraft, go to nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by finding an invite at nerdandtie.com slash discord. Did you know you could sponsor Nerd and Tie? That's right, for just, you know, some money, we'd, we'd let you do that. Like 20 bucks, I'll say something cool about you or something. Just go to nerdandtie.com, click on the sponsor or show up for him. You know, it's it's a thing you can do if you feel like it, which we'd like you to do, I guess. On this month's episode of Nerd and Tie, the Texas Supreme Court has denied the last of Vic Mignogna's appeals. MAGFest is pulling Gamergate jokes in, in this year? Uh, somebody went to Evercon, apparently. Uh, Avatar 2 has managed to outgross... Uh, Star Wars Episode 7, I guess? And uh, Neo Anime Oasis has put out the craziest statement I have seen in a long time. All that plus the Vomit Hat Steve Challenge on this month's Nerd and Tie. Welcome to Nerd and Tie, the only podcast on the internet with a dress code. I am one of your hosts, Trey Dorn. Trey Dorn. I can say my name. I swear I can say my name. Oh, dear. Joining me, as always, are the Wondiferous uh, Celeste. Word up, everybody. And the... cameo thing. And the pocket-sized fun of Genproc. It's going to be one of those episodes. This is our... <laughs> <laughs> it's our first show of 2023. And, you know... This is halfway through this year. We're going to hit 10 years doing this show. Oh, that's weird. It's that's wild. That's I, weird I feel like about. I need to apologize to the audience. Cause like I got my COVID booster yesterday and I was down for the count most of the day. So still, we gotta... <laughs> still better than actual COVID by like leaps and bounds. So we gotta, we gotta figure out, maybe we'll do some 10th anniversary special at like no brand con on Labor Day weekend or something. I'm down. I like that. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. yeah It'd be fun. Because that'll be just after we hit 10 years and it will be uh, uh, not that far away from where I originally pitched the idea of Nerd and Tie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a person we're not going to mention, but due to. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, uh, moving into this month's actual show, our first topic is. Uh, this happened like right after um this happened like right after we did our previous episode. This happened like on December 30th of 2022, but uh Vic Mignana, whose <laughs> case we have been following um <clears throat> um he uh he of course was still trying to like fight his case and appealed yet again even after his appeals got rejected, tried to uh petition to get the uh Supreme Court of Texas to look at it. <laughs> um, but uh, it's uh, the end of December. Uh, the uh, Supreme Absolutely Court of Texas, uh, Supreme Court of Texas, officially uh, denied <laughs> Vic Mignogna's petition, and uh, it it did nothing but it, it delay the inevitable by three weeks with the judgment of like the. Um, appeals court and uh it cost him sixty thousand dollars to do it 
It, it's it's amazing because like what he's just I, I, it, donating to the <laughs> Texas state government at this point. And like his fans haven't like are still trying to argue that he hasn't lost. It's like he has lost everything. He's continuing to lose everything, and he will continue to lose everything. Ah. All he does is lose, 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 lose. Mm-hmm. It is, it is sad. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, let me tell you, sometimes, like, Vic Mignogna news just gets so sad, we don't even talk about it. Like, when he uh, went on that uh, live stream pantsless and flashed everybody his tidy whities We didn't even talk uh-huh. about that back when that happened. Was that November? Um... <laughs> It, it's just, mm. the dude cannot. It blows my mind that people can still take this man seriously. Like, this is, every time there where you think he's hit a new low, he just gets out a shovel. And he goes lower somehow. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite screenshot from, uh, my favorite screenshot from, like, Kiwi Farms in, in the wake of this. <laughs> Is this mm-hmm. person going like, interesting tidbit, the Supreme Court of Texas denied his motion, not refused it. That means they saw error in the appellate court's judgment, but decided that the, oh my God, no, that's not what it means. That's not how that that's works, That's not guys. how this works. That's not how this works. They toss that shit out like I toss out my cat's uh, litter bag at the end of the week. Like, for <laughs> Yeah, I don't... I cannot imagine still supporting this this Cretan at this point. Like it's get it's somehow it's it always finds a way to get more sad. It's <laughs> cope. <laughs> it's just a bowl full of cope. Eat it. Basically, I don't know. Like, like I know that like there's like no real like there's nothing really more to add to that. It's just it's such this amazing like. He won't let it go away. And, okay, I do want to add one thing. And I know the Vic fans aren't going to listen, but I'm going to, I want to put this reminder out to them. Vic put himself in this position. Mm -hmm. He, he, no one took him to court. He took other people to court and he lost and continues losing. He put himself in this. No one else was going to do this to him. He has found, he keeps finding new ways to ruin his own life. No one was going to do this to him. No one forced this upon him. He's not the victim. He is, he tried unsuccessfully to use the law to punish his enemies and keeps failing at it. That's what's going on here, guys. There's. It's amazing. It's it's Mm -hmm. it's just amazing. He keeps moving it up the line and keeps trying and failing. It's the saddest thing, literally the saddest thing. It's just I just wanted to make that I really wanted to make that abundantly clear because you still sometimes see Vic supporters and I feel bad for you guys because you're guys. I I know that it's a cliche to touch say touch grass, but touch some goddamn grass. Like oh yeah, no, he we put can't himself touch, in um, this situation. I am uh, sorry, there. Uh, we can't go outside and touch grass. It's covered in snow. 
stick your hand in the snowbank and touch the, snow the grass bank. that's dead <laughs> underneath it. It's yeah, neg- it's negative four. What they out. said. <laughs> they. I I say this uh, in Janesville where we had like a snowstorm like cartoonishly bad like two days ago. So, I. I Everywhere you look outside, it's wish just snow. That people stick their hands in snowbanks to punish them. I mean, it, yeah, because it I am be a bad mean and bitter. <laughs> But it's, I mean, like, you made, you made a very good point there, Celeste. It's like this, Vic volunteered for this. That's the amazing thing about this entire situation, is that yeah. he he chose to make this happen. And it's it's telling that how far down the line he had to get to get to an attorney who took the case. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so amazingly stupid. And it is it's shown an absolute arrogance and disconnection from his actual like reputation and position. Like to be that to have that lack of awareness of what other people think of you is amazing. It's astonishing. His biggest contribution to anime was being the lead character in in a series that both versions of it are more than a decade old now. Yeah. I mean, that and being screamy, yelly man in Dragon Ball, which I'm sorry, no one is looking at the character of Broly for a deep and nuanced performance. And that's coming from someone who loves Dragon Ball. Like, it's cartoonish. Um, It's sad that this, like, this guy is so inflated in his ego that he thinks that he has something to defend, and he's the... He was the lead actor in a niche cult cartoon series, and his biggest role was more than a decade ago. It's pathetic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he's so washed up, he's inland. <laughs> <laughs> like, and and at this point, you start to wonder if he's just doing this nonsense to, like, keep his name out there but if he is he's doing it for all the wrong reasons i think i think he's he's actively destroying his reputation i think he i think he literally has no real sense of the reality of the situation i think that he has um been able to live in denial this long and is so insulated from the reality that he lives in that uh he, he just doesn't know i'm i'm inclined to agree i i think he has he has been so disconnected from it's like million millionaires and billionaires, like, but sadder. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> you, you, you get so disconnected from the way normal people act and behave. You don't know how people act anymore. And I'm willing to stake this. Maybe I'll like, it seem like I'm putting my foot in my mouth somehow, but I, d- I don't think Vic Mignogna has ever experienced like what being a, or I shouldn't say has ever experienced, but I don't, I think it's been a very long time since he experienced what being a normal person is like and understanding that starring in an anime, it, it doesn't mean anything like I not to be that person, but it doesn't mean you're like the, the hottest shit in the world. You're, you're in something. It means a lot to some people, but it's not, you're not like, you're not fucking Chris Evans. You're not, um, Robert Downey Jr. You're just 
some hey. cartoon voice, hey. and most people aren't going to even know you were in it. Hey, he could be Chris Evans, just British Chris Evans. <laughs> I, I'm scared to ask what that means. There's a, a British celebrity named Chris Evans. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, uh... He's a television presenter. He was uh, uh, briefly married to Billy Piper. Okay. From 2001 to 2007. Uh, there was a massive age difference, though. Oh, gross. Okay. He was born in 1966. I'm not loving this already. Billy Piper was born in 1982. Oh, did I? I knew I didn't love where that was going. Okay. And they, they got married in 2001. I'll let you do some math. Ugh. All I'm... I, I guess I do want to... Well, I'm trying to wash that grossness out of my brain. I guess I should clarify. I'm not... I. I'm not saying that doing voice work for anime doesn't matter at all. I've ha- I have people who I consider friends who have been in several anime dubs. And I love them to death. But those people who I consider friends don't have this weird air of I'm so important about them. Yeah. They they recognize that they got an acting gig and the fans who love them love them. But that doesn't mean. Yeah. That doesn't transfer to being a megastar. Well, and that's. Yeah, it's uh, like I've I've met a lot of voice actors over the years and I have enjoyed meeting most of them. Not all, but most. And most of mm-hmm. them are fairly. Most of them understand exactly like their level of fame. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that they are they are a niche celebrity, for a, and that the work that they do can be very the the things that they are in can be very important emotionally to the fans that they have. But that they are only one piece of the puzzle. Right. And I mean, it's because you know with with any characters like this you know writing and it. You know, and and in, and in this case, when it comes to dubbing anime, you're the second person playing that character. Yes, it's like it's like I yeah. Anyways, uh, speaking of people signing up for their own problems uh, and uh, living in a bubble, you know, Magfest happened <laughs> mm-hmm. at the beginning of the month. Uh, Roy diggity, and uh, well. Magfest uh, put up what was apparently intended to be some humorous signs along. So when they're big banners with directions to different parts of the hall, it, you know, would point, you know, this way to D&D free play, this way to Pathfinder Society, you know, this way to that. And then at the bottom of some of their signs, there was uh, the words Kotaku's journalistic integrity. With then a uh, 404 and a uh, magnifying glass with an X in it. Now, for those of you who don't remember nine years ago, Gamergate was this thing that happened to all of us. <laughs> and uh, they have a bit of an obsession with Kotaku. And this is literally the biggest Gamergate dog whistle that I have seen in a long time. Mostly because everyone else figured out Gamergate was cringe, you know, 
at least uh, well over five years ago. I guess I would have gone so, with deeply dangerous and offensive before I went with cringe. It's I'm, I reserve cringe for like, oh, that's just kind of awkward. This is oh, you're a fuckhead. Yeah. I so <laughs> what I'm saying is that the the people who support even the people who supported it have have had trouble standing by it basically after uh Stephen Colbert made fun of them on a public stage even they didn't want to be associated with it that's what i was trying to get across it wasn't communicated well but yeah like, see i don't think that's the case because a lot of them are vic mignana stands like it's the same guys it's the, they sad. didn't change i hate it's, that you're right you know it's uh anyways uh the uh one of the, <laughs> one of the fucking guys in charge of magfest uh posted from his personal account after effectively blew up on on twitter right before the convention like right at the beginning of the convention this year uh that we'll pull the banner this is supposed to be a snarky joke and certainly not meant to be taken seriously all of our nav banners have little shit posty messages on the bottom it was not a reference to anything in particular though certainly not gg i'm referring to gamergate Sorry to Kotaku, heart, and I'm just like snarky joke about what? What's the That's joke about? <laughs> yeah, what's the what's joke? the fucking joke? Explain the joke. I mean, explain the I, joke. I remember I'm people I know went to Magfest, and I think most of the other signs were like snarky things about anime or mm-hmm. like certain like like this anime character, blah blah blah, and like really harmless snarky stuff yeah like the jokes you expect yeah exactly and this one's like weirdly targeted this one is literally a gamergate dog whistle yeah it's it's like okay in joke now you've anime. gone a step too and, far and, in joke about D hate movement toward queer and uh and, queer people and women yeah. oh shit <laughs> oh. and and the, the so the tweet i just read was from the communications director dak um and uh Dude's avatar is a little Reddit guy. You can't tell me that he does not immediately recognize the reference. Like, mm-hmm. it's just what the absolute fuck. <laughs> I've dropped the f bomb twice here, but I'm I'm just like Magfest is. Like, I know a lot of people who like MAGFest, but I don't know. I Stuff just keeps happening, you know? Yeah, it's just, it, it's such a bad look. And, like, I, again, it's it's that thing that I always, it's that thing that I always ask any time, and that anyone should ask. It's just a helpful life skill from me. If someone if someone does something awful and they say it's just a joke, have them explain the joke. If they start feeling guilty as they explain the joke, or uh, uh, sadly more often, if they start saying something fundamentally awful to explain the joke, then it's not a joke. It's just hate. It's just bigotry, well, and they don't have the balls to say that it's bigotry. Well, and if, yeah, it's, I mean, MAGFest, so like internal stuff, it's, I haven't, you know, it's been quiet for a couple of years, but if you remember at the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021, um, there was the entire issue where a number of um, 
angry staff members like made allegations of uh, harassment um, mm-hmm. against other management members. Uh, and then at the B, and then like a couple weeks later, like in January of 2021, all six members of the Magfest board of directors resigned. It's I've I've had concerns about their internal culture for a few years now. So the fact that this is happening, it it may be time to kind of I don't know write off Magfest. <laughs> It's not doing them any favors. It's a really bad it's, look. I I haven't like insanely bad like, look. Like there honestly. are plenty of conventions out here where you don't hear this kind of stuff this frequently. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. And it like you got like if you're part of of convention staff, you really have to think about how things are like portrayed and and how it reflects on your business at large because if you do stuff like this it's going to alienate people and not want them to come visit you and give you money which you need to keep going like it's just a it's just dumb and it's not thinking of the big picture i had to break it to these guys but like the kind of people that go to these kind of conventions aren't like just one demographic there are a lot of different kinds of people yeah yeah if if you want to give a fun little nod to your particular brand of weirdos like that's you have the right to do that but that does but then the people who you're hurting don't have to also have the right to not give you any money yeah like thank you yeah I think I think that's pretty much all we have about the Magfest situation. Um, other than just general concern. It's yeah. yeah, it's it's I my biggest misstep was not acknowledging just the fact that it it is deeply concerning. It's not just, oh, it's really sad that they're posting things that were internet memes from the 2015-16. It's they're perpetuating some hateful stuff that could really hurt their attendees. Mm-hmm. That's that's incredibly, incredibly irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Gross. fact that the main Gamergate Reddit is literally Kotaku in action. Like... Mm-hmm. Anyways, moving on to the next story. Someone went to Evercon? I did. Just for a little bit, though. Yeah, it's. I, I wanted to bring it up just because Evercon is always kind of like one of our like main conventions pre-pandemic and was like the last con I went to before the pandemic hit. And so since Gan went, I thought we should talk about it a little bit because... It would feel weird to go a year without talking about Evercon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Um, and this... Correct me if I'm wrong, but... Um, this is with new management. I think right? the management actually took over last year. Last year, okay. Um, but there were some definite changes I saw this year. Um, first of all, with the layout of the convention, how they use the space. 
um, they used much more of it. I think they used all the convention center, center space that there is available to them. Um, and when I walked into the main area, um, and as we said before, um, this is primarily a tabletop convention. Um, and so instead of like a main programming, they have a central, a large central space full of um, tables and chairs where you can rent board games and play them. They have a large open play space as their main um, area. And when I walked in there, and this was um, Saturday afternoon is when I went. Um, and it was bumping. It was like mm-hmm. more bumping than I had ever seen it. That's what I heard from my friend Azure, who uh, they were selling this year. They're, they're a custom dice maker. Huh. Yeah, so so attendance was, was up for them just from what I could see. Um yeah, I don't have much to say because I literally just went with <laughs> a friend and we played so, some board games and then went home. <laughs> so when you say <laughs> like, they're taking up all the, I, I kind of that convention center is actually pretty large. Like they only ever used like maybe a third of that convention center historically. Well, here's so. here's the thing: where the vendor room used to be, yeah, um, they kind of closed that off and turned it into. I don't know if it was like more gaming space or storage space but they moved all of vendors to a large room that was past video games yeah so on the other that they side had never previously used before yeah there are a couple of there there are two large halls down there so yeah then maybe they're maybe they just started using one of the two large halls i mean it's possible they're using all the dice i think they're using both large halls because one of them is for video games and the other one was for vendors i mean it's it's pretty subdiv I'd have to take a look. It's because uh, we were, um, before we uh, moved to Steve, like, because nowhere in common, we just moved to Stevens Point. We actually looked at that convention center, and mm. um, the amount of space available in that place is actually enormous. Um, like, they, like, Evercon was, like, literally only using a third of the available space in that building when I, the last time I was there. Okay. Um, so We'll it's, have to go over a map. Well, yeah, no, I... it's, it's, I mean, I, I point out. I just, I just want to be like, cause I just want to be clear about the actual. I mean, cause it's possible they were using all of it. It's just like that. They were definitely using more of the space. Def- yeah, that that makes sense. Oh, I'm kind of sad to know that they moved the vendor room, but I guess that's okay. They're allowed to change and adapt to their growing size. I guess. I guess <laughs> if they have to. Yeah, it's. I like Evercon. Yeah. Eventually, I'm going to go to Evercon again. It's just, you know, with... I have issues going to any con that doesn't have, like, a strong COVID policy right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Yeah. Like, I know people who are who have literally ended up with COVID a third time, so I'm just like... Um, because of where they work, and it's... Yeah. yeah once was more than enough, thank you very much. <laughs> Same hat. Oh yeah, more than enough. All right. So I think that's is that. I'm assuming that's your entire Evercon report. It's gotten bigger. It's gotten bigger. I was literally only there for a couple hours, so I don't have much to say. I mean, I won a game at the silent auction, so yay! Nice. 
What game? Mantis. Nice. So, I just so I'm gonna let's let's move on to our next story. We're gonna talk about something not involving a convention, just real briefly oh. here. Weird. What the heck? And that is, uh, guys, I know I talked about other people living in a bubble, but um, apparently, Avatar Two has overtaken Star Wars The Force Awakens at the global box office and has now grossed over $2.117 billion. Oh my gosh, I can't Making believe it. Making it the, uh, the, the, is now only behind, uh, the only films in, in film history that have grossed more money are uh, Titanic, the original Avatar, and Avengers Endgame. And it's really weird that out of the top four movies, uh, three of them were directed by James Cameron. Um, and uh, three of them have Zoe Saldana in them. Yeah. Um, but I guess uh, my question is, is that, like, who are the people seeing this movie? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I This actually does not surprise me in the slightest. Like, we, again, it's... Have you seen internet, it? I haven't seen it yet. Okay, I haven't seen to, it. But, but I again, don't... have you seen it? No. Okay. I, I honestly the, don't care. The too. only <laughs> movies I go to cinemas for during COVID, though, are so far have been foreign films that I don't know if and when I'll get to see them again. You know, I saw Shin Ultraman a couple weeks ago. I don't go to, I I don't go to blockbusters that I know are going to be on Disney Plus because I I don't want to risk it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna be honest. Again, it's that thing of we. Earlier last year, had you told me, yeah, like based on being someone who makes content on the internet and hangs out a lot on YouTube, watches other people's content, had you told me they're doing another Game of Thrones show, I would have been like, oh, everyone hated that ending so much, that's going to be dead in the water. And apparently that Matt Smith House of the Dragon has been getting tons of viewership. Has yeah, it? People, people love, love that, that show. show. People absolutely love that show. I mean, I believe that though, but I actually see people talking about that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah, here's people like, love Avatar. Maybe it's not the people who like make no, that's, our videos, but that's, your that's your grandpa was, probably, maybe not your grandpa, your the, dad, your, I was gonna, someone. I was going to say both my Avatar. grandfathers are dead, so I I really hope they don't love Avatar. You're, uh, I'm just saying, like the average the average people still don't have the negativity that was directed toward that movie from like internet critics. They, yeah. they just kind of liked it and wanted and have been waiting for more. I guess, and... I guess it's, I didn't never get the impression that people hated it. Like I didn't get the impression that like the, the world hated avatar. I just got the impression that the world didn't really care that much. And I oh, guess it's, no. um, it's, it's more so that like, I remembered what I remembered the reaction to avatar being, was people going like, oh, yeah, I liked that. But it coming out at a time where, like, people were more likely to casually go to cinema. But, like, also, like, I mean, again, I haven't gone to see it because of the stuff like, I mentioned before. I know, but like, a bunch I, of... I know a lot of people are curious to see it, but most of them are just going to wait for it to come on to streaming. A bunch of my friends who are, like, into, like, the sci-fi movie scene, including, hell, including a host of our sister show, Casual Trek. Uh, Miles Reed Lobato were really excited to go see it. Okay. So yeah, it no, it it's uh, it's I. I I'm like correct. James I'm Cameron living in a movies. bubble. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's. I guess. I mean, I'm with you. Like I. I don't know. Like a bunch. Personally, of... I don't really care. 
that's just my deal. I'm probably not gonna go see it because I don't care. I, I, don't... I saw the for- the first one, but only because I was dragged to it. Um, but yeah, the 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 Avatar franchise um, went way bigger than we think it did. I mean, there's that that um, there's that theme park. Um, that Jenny yeah, they Nicholson made an did entire that theme park tour. Um, uh, Cirque du Soleil did an arena show of the first one that toured. Um, when the first movie was in theaters, there was an Avatar drink at my favorite bar in Stevens Point. Like, I'm not even kidding. It was like, like I don't know. And like with this one, I'm kind of not surprised that the general populace is loving it so much solely because of the advertising I've been seeing for like stuff that's like, like, for example, there's like a line of cosmetics. (laughs) Yeah. That's all like the avatar palette. And like, I'm just like, that's weird. So like the amount of marketing of stuff that's going to the general populace for this movie is kind of crazy so i'm not surprised that the reaction is to for them to go nuts about it yeah i mean i guess like also though like i've also seen some um indigenous people uh who have asked people not to see avatar 2 because of oh yeah because of the yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah his views on stuff is it's yeah, not great. Native American advocates have called for the boycott of the film, so that's why I'm also kind of like, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. that's fair, and I I guess I it's something that I need to take more seriously. I, you know, it's one of those things. It's it's not a. It's something that I personally should probably look into a little bit more. It's earlier today I was talking to my doctor about J.K. Rowling, and he was completely in the dark about some of the horrible stuff she's doing. Yeah. And because I'm not, and because he's not in that world, I'm not surprised he missed it. And because I'm not in that world, I absolutely missed a lot of th- that uh, discourse, and I'm going to have to go read it now, you know? it's Yeah. Yeah, he... Mr. Cameron has has viewpoints on things. Some questionable viewpoints. That is yeah. very true. All right. Yeah. So you know. Oh, just, yeah. uh Apparently, Avatar Two is doing good. We don't really know why. <laughs> All right. People want to see some water navy. I mean, to be fair, the clips I've seen of the special effects actually do look really good. The visual effects look fantastic. It is a technological marvel. I mean, that's that's kind of. I mean, you. I feel like you don't spend ten years on visual effects to not have it turn out like at yeah. least interesting to look at. I'm yeah. I'm sure there's someone who has spent ten years on visual effects and they've turned out terrible. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> somebody. I, that's what but I yeah. said. Interesting to look at. That's yeah. not the same as a <laughs> as a good judgment. That's a. Interesting or not interesting. Right. I call the 1986 Transformers movie interesting, not because it's good, but because if you look down from that movie and look up, it will be a wildly different setting. <laughs> uh, the Transformers movie where Hasbro fundamentally misunderstood their audience. Uh-huh. That one. Yeah. 
Anyways, uh, speaking of <laughs> fundamentally misunderstanding your audience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been waiting to, to rip on these guys. This is a news so story fast. that, like, literally fell in my lap. Like, literally, I was working on the rundown, and I opened up Facebook, because we use Facebook Messenger to send the rundown to each other for the episode, and literally this popped up on my news feed. <laughs> so I had to dig into it and amend the rundown before I sent it out. So Neo Anime Oasis is a long-running anime convention in uh, Idaho. And uh, technically, like, they rebooted their numbering um, with uh, the return from the the pandemic. Now, a couple of things about Neo Anime Oasis. Besides taking place in June this year, this is going to be their last convention they've announced that they are shutting down after this year. So... I think that that mentality has caused them to, um, has at least caused the management to just go absolutely bold with their bat shit. Um, yeah. Neo Anime Oasis uh, put out um, a statement on their webpage, and they have amended it. They have redu- they have removed a part of it. So um, I'm going to start reading this, and then I'm going to tell you when uh, when it's changed. So, uh, Neo Animes, Neo Anime Oasis 02 and last Neo Anime Oasis. Neo Anime Oasis is a hotel based, limited engagement Japanese animation convention. Neo Anime Oasis has a clear vision. Neo Anime Oasis is intended to be the ideal convention for number one, attendees who want a complete three day weekend experience. Tickets sold for Neo Anime Oasis 02 must be picked up on Friday of the convention. Refunds will not be issued for anyone who fails to do so. One-day tickets are not offered. For those who wish to attend for one day only, don't. It is a three-day convention for attendees (laughs) wanting a complete three-day weekend experience. That's point one. So... uh, (laughs) And this that part's still up on the website. That's still up. So if if you're a person with a job, fuck off. You know, (laughs) it's uh, you you can't go for the Friday, and you just want to go to Saturday and Sunday of a con. You can't, and no refunds. Fuck off. Uh, all right. Now point number two was originally longer, and I'm gonna read the uh, I'm gonna read what's currently up there, and then I'm going to switch to the archive version of the statement of what was up there yesterday. So point number two. So this is for for attendees. Attendees who want to attend a convention for only Japanese animation and directly related content such as manga, Japanese video games, Japanese culture, Japanese music. It is not a general pop culture convention. It's for anime people who want to do anime things. And that point ends there on the website right now. But that's that's not where it ended the other day. No. All right. The original point two read, it starts out, attendees who want to attend a convention for only Japanese animation and directly related content, such as manga, Japanese culture, Japanese music. It is not a general pop. It is not a general pop culture convention. Then it goes to, we are aware that this goes against the current trend. There are many popular franchises in the world that are not Japanese animation, but this is not the place for those. Neo Anime Oasis will be implementing hallway dress codes prohibiting costumes <laughs> that do not belong at the convention. If it doesn't fit oh, the convention themes, 
Just do oh. not bring it. There's no purpose or reason to bring content or costume that do not meet the convention theme. That has, you, they, you'll note that that is different from what is currently on their website. So, so like I could cosplay Neo from the Animatrix, but not <laughs> Neo from the Matrix. This is important. <laughs> All right. So, so, so that point changed, and uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. So then we go on to point three. Attendees who under three attendees who understand that attendance is limited. Only thirteen hundred tickets will be sold. This will keep Neo Anime Oasis at a level of attendance that's been determined to be the best size of venue and event functionality. This isn't a random number. It is calculated using years of data and experience. We want those who attend to be able to do the things they want to do at the convention while at the same time covering the cost of the convention. This also provides a more intimate experience. Now, I actually like... I've seen people get mad about this point, and I'm like, capping the attendance at 1,300, fine. You can only manage that. And, like, yeah. I'm but not mad about that. I'm I mad know. about how snooty yeah. they are, like, talking about it. Like, we, these are calculated numbers. I'll, I'll finish the statement now. We understand that you have the choice of thousands of events nationwide each year. Make an informed decision. If you want a convention for only Japanese animation and related content, Neo Anime Oasis may be a great choice for you. If you prefer something for a wider selection of genre and content, there are better options for that. So, yeah, it's so needless to say, first off, the the second point got a lot of pushback because people were like, because he talks about like a dress code and having a hallway dress code. Force that. Right. And so obviously people were like responding with like, are you going to kick us out if we show up to the con and we're wearing like a Jack Sparrow costume? Like. It's and so the the owner of the convention has uh like backpedaled in some comments to like oh where did I say I was ever gonna kick people out and then quietly changed this paragraph on the website because like um what else would the dre- like if if you have a dress code the only way you can enforce it is by kicking people out like what are you talking yeah. about like <laughs> so he's he's deleted the comment about the dress code. Uh, but like I go back to that first part, the three day weekend experience that is still up there. Yeah. Like you have to pick it up That's Friday. Insane. Like, like there are so many. Like it's I, I can say as a person who has run a a convention that is around the size of what he is you know doing for years, there are always a good percentage of your weekend badges who are going to pick it up Saturday morning. That's like not even counting people who might have like car trouble yeah. or get who aren't able to get there on time, even though they tried or they get like, their time off of work canceled last minute. Uh-huh. Like you expect there are people with life circumstances who want to go to two days of a convention because that's what they can get off. You know, real life. We're adults with like real life and problems. Like, uh-huh. Like there are years where like uh like Evercon is one of them where a couple some of the years I I went to Evercon like I had to work the day of the 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 first day of the convention and I would like hop in and I was vending and so I hopped in you know I'd tell the vendor coordinator that I was going to be late I would you know I I was vending I would, like I let them know ahead of time that this was happening and then I showed up and like had was setting up my table at like eight at night on Friday. Yeah, it it is not unheard of. No, it's it's normal. It's adult life is hard. I'm just like, 
but you know, it's like if you go to the web page and there is a whole page called Why the Last Con. <laughs> like because you're a dingus, my dude. No. Maybe because you're you're being weirdly elitist about liking Japanese so, cartoons. So yeah, Jeremy <laughs> Jeremy Lopet, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, L O P E T T, uh is is the chair for a Neo Anime Oasis and like the whole thing is like I'm 45 now. I was 23 back when we started the first version of this con, and like at this point, like and, and I understand like just you know running a small event and not having people to replace you or whatever, but like I think he's just like gone down a road. <laughs> yeah, like I understand being like exclusive. Right, but like, this is being excluding. Yeah, like I understand like various things. Like I understand size restriction. You know, it's yeah, like that makes sense. Yeah, No Brand Con. That's okay. Historically, like when No Brand Con, when we were at the Plaza, rest its soul. Like when our con was at the Plaza, we had an attendance cap of fifteen hundred, because, um, we just fire code, fire code. We had an attendance cap of fifteen hundred for fire code. And yeah. we we only hit it one we only hit it one year, um, mm-hmm. and uh, we well we we just kind of didn't hit it like it's like we were managing like okay this many passes <laughs> this many people okay those are Friday passes <laughs> like okay so those people aren't here anymore and like having to like calculate exact numbers at the end of the day because like we were and we we just like skirted under by I think. Um, when you included all of our staff and vendors and like all of our volunteers, uh, we were like four people shy of maxing out fire code. Nice. Wow. <laughs> like that was the last year in Eau Claire. That's if you want to know why that con moved, uh, <laughs> that is why. And then it shrank <laughs> in the new city, but you know, that's life. It's like this is like I understand capping it, but you don't have to be a dick about it. That's the whole thing is like it's it's I, that's what's like putting me off so hard is because he's being an absolute dick about it. Yeah. Well, and and, it, and yeah. this isn't for general fandom. This is only for anime. Yeah, this it's is so for like the... elitist and weird. <laughs> it's a weird thing to be elitist about. And it is. I, I'm sorry, like if if there are people who don't know, like if you are in I am currently sitting in an office surrounded by anime figurines, Doctor Who statues, and Gundam models. So like I'm not casting stones i'm a but i'm also not pretending that it's like, i'm that a 42 year old who just who i'm a 42 year old who last year stepped down as convention chair for an event because i was like i don't want to run this anymore it's, i'm i'm the artist and vendor pet now but you know it's like uh i i'm a i'm a person in their 40s who ran a log running anime convention and uh is like is literally like I am as close to like a uh, equivalent like peer like age wise appear to this person, and uh, I'm shocked. Dude's event ran this long if he acts like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is assuming that these rules weren't in place beforehand. 
it's uh, based on everything I've been reading on the reactions online that they were not. This is new. This is. Yeah. And it's literally like the front page of the website. Like it's. I mean, I suppose this dude is just like, hey, it's the last one. Why not just go crazy? I only want weebs here. Uh, no one else. Yeah. Yeah, that's. He only wants like, weebs who have the flexibility to like be sure they'll be fine on Friday. So, I guess uh, he wants Friday weebs in kimonos. Yeah. Oh, sir, I'm I'm gonna be real with you. Like, uh, maybe, maybe it's just like the quality Crazy of programming nuts. that I've been around lately. But I have the last couple years. The only reason I have had to stick around a con uh, on Sunday has been like to help a vendor or an artist pack up like there's Sundays are for going around and giving hugs to people then going home. I, what is this yeah. three day event that is? I, mean, it, I, I have a lot of fun on Sundays at cons. What do you, I, that's yeah. I'm glad that you do. I, last I'll just couple say years, it doesn't help the fact that like the three of us, have been going to conventions for decades now. That's true. And so we we kind of know we've been there, done that on all the days, all this like. So I'm a little bit in the same boat where it's like sometimes I just don't know what to do with myself at a con because I've done everything. There's not really anything new to do. Oh, for I haven't. Me. I haven't gone to a con without tabling for a long time. Yeah, no, that's, oh, that's what I'm weird. talking about. When you don't have a table, when you don't have respons, when you don't have like a responsibility to the event. Yep. Sundays are kind of. Oh, it feels well, weird. Well, Sundays are usually for like a last vendor room trip, mm-hmm. and then yeah. then it depends on if there's if there's a panel on the schedule that like looks like it would be fun. As I was gonna say, yeah, I guess that's a fair point. So like I I say that that's the case, but then I think back to GeekCon when someone uh that one year that someone put my Kikider panel at like nine AM on a Sunday and I unpa- like packed up my room and assumed it was going to be a very quiet uh panel that no one would go to. And then I I filled the room and got to talk about Robot Pinocchio for an hour. Well, you got to remember, though, a con like GeekCon had local attendees. That's true. Who were just, you know, a con like that has people who, at the, after the con, they're, they're going to drive five minutes and be home. I mean, yeah, it's just I'm surprised people, those local attendees were willing to wake up that early to talk about Robo Pinocchio. That's all I'm getting at. Impresses me. Robokio, no, if you will. Yeah, the weird elitism of this dude just like weirds me out, and I'm yeah. just like, you know what? You're gonna, you're gonna like. I know you're hoping for a bunch of people, but you're actually like excluding quite a few people just I... by putting this statement out there. This reminds me of an elitism in the anime fandom that has been slowly dying, and I've been glad that it's been going away more and more, at least in my experience, and I do whatever I can to discourage it, because it's it's one thing to love Japanese animation. I think that that's a good thing to do. I personally do it. 
But it's another thing to think that you have some superiority because you watch cartoons from Japan. That's not how that works. And it never will be. Yeah. Woof. So that's just this is our most convention heavy episode in a long time. And it a lot of it's bad weird. marketing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, guys. Woof. All of these were avoidable. Like all like it's there's so much voluntary voluntary failure here. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I going the to, episode. I'm just going to if if anyone is going to Neo Anime Oasis though, let me get you uh I'm gonna pull up some uh some good options for you. For example, you can cosplay um Riddick from the Chronicles of Riddick films because he did have an anime um movie straight to video. Yeah. Um there are several Star Wars characters, uh, including Jedi, Stormtroopers, and Grogu himself, who are in anime. So that those are all good options. Like I said, everyone who appears in the Animatrix, so like Neo, Trinity, Morpheus, all of them do. That weird animatrix. horse thing? Yeah, the r- weird horse thing. Yeah, all of them. They're in there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh there were oh, oh, Batman. Batman is on the table. Um Batman Gotham Knight was a collection of shorts by various anime studios. Um that's Batman is still on the table. Several Marvel heroes, including the X-Men. Uh, Iron Man, Wolverine, and Blade all have not very good anime made about them by Studio Madhouse. Hey, you, the could, you, could, dress, you because... could just dress up as Wolverine from Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, basically anyone who is in Marvel vs. Capcom counts. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you've like got a Spider-Man. lot of options here. Spider-Man you absolutely can do. Marvel vs. Capcom, that's a Japanese video game. Get on it. Oh, most of the Avengers, because there was that Avengers uh, Disc Warriors anime a couple God, years that's back. That's right. Um, that and that not only includes the Avengers, that also includes Deadpool, also on the table. Okay, so like, yeah, no, there's a lot of great workarounds. So just hit me up. I'll, uh, <laughs> I can help you guys with more if you need any more ideas. Just keep those uh, cosplays Japan animation friendly. Just let me know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. It's such a dumb rule. <laughs> it's just so dumb. Yeah, it's I mean, it, to be fair, I think they got rid of it, but you know. Yeah. The wind was not blowing in his direction. No. I, like I love a good theme, but don't force it on your con- don't force it on the concourse. Don't no. force it on the attendees. Oh, Never force it on the attendees. Never. Invite them, but don't force it. It's, again, voluntary failure. Yep. Invite them. Maybe find a cute way to acknowledge it, but don't. Yeah. yeah. Don't force it. All right. We should move on to the Indeed. last bit of the episode, the Vomit Hat Steve Challenge. The Vomit Hat Steve Challenge is part of the show where I read a part of a book to you, and the challenge to you is to guess what book I am reading. Uh We've been doing this a long time, and I I feel like we kind of lost the the momentum of the Vomit Hat Steve challenge. So this is what we're gonna do. This is I I made this decision literally twenty minutes ago, and so this is what we're gonna do. I have been reading from the same book for a long ass time. I am tired of seeing this book on my desk. <laughs> this is what we're gonna do. If you can guess 
the what I the book I'm reading from and you and you live in the continental United States I will send you this book if you guess it correctly <laughs> I will send you my personal copy of this book wow yeah I don't know how I'm going to get it to you or how I'm going to ship it but I will figure it out uh if you turn out to be a person I know, maybe I'll get it to you directly. But that's uh, future Trey's problem. That is future Trey's problem. I am I am officially I'm gonna keep reading from this book until somebody guesses it, and then they get to take this goddamn book. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one benefit to this. So it that is incentive for previous Hall of Awesome winners to to try to get this one. The current members of the Hall of Awesome are as follows. Archimide, Zero, Rena, Incenti, Cheese McDamage, Crystal, Sothery, Shameless Otaku, The Random Ramblings, Van Corfan, Capito, Curse Graham, Lilisaurus, Paper Godzilla, Cavsy, The Minnesota Librarian, Sean Orange, Keith Shizuo, Sakura Sunset, Joel Carson, Patrick Delante, Wonderland Arts, Megzi, Sass Council. forgot to take a breath before I started, and then I realized Dang. how long that list was. <clears throat> All right. So I'm going to read a line from this book. And if you know what it is, go to the contact form on nerdandtie.com and tell us. I'm going to pick a random line. Not even going to try to disguise stuff. <sighs> well, okay. I'm reading this line, but I don't know how good of a hint it is. He had retired ten years ago and more or less settled into a comfortable life on a small but meticulously maintained farm in a still rural area of Georgia. If you know what book that's from, tell us. You can go back a few episodes and listen to other lines from this book. Like, probably the last year you can listen to lines from this book. Yeah, you you could, like, pretty easily. Come on. I believe in you. Some of you have you gotten personally. close, but you haven't gotten it. Uh, so, go to nerdtech.com, click on the contact form. I personally believe in you. And, and remember that teacher who didn't? They were wrong. But I believe in you. I do. I believe in you. Anyways, if you have anything else you'd also like to write, that contact form could be written for uh, mailbag stuff. And uh, we, we encourage the mailbagging of America. Everybody. Or you can mailbag in Canada, too, or other places in the world. We're okay with that. It's your, your choice, your life. We accept all here, except for the few we don't accept. Anyways, uh, <laughs> whew, with that, we should probably uh, get running. Um, I guess I am, I'm Trey Dorn. I am Celeste, and I am best. I'm the Genjamin. And remember, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, or just anywhere else you find a podcast. And please consider rating and reviewing us in those platforms, because it really does help our visibility. And uh, you can also uh, follow the show on social media. We are at Nerd and Tie on Twitter, I guess. I don't. Twitter is a fire that burns, and occasionally I glance at it. But technically, all of our stuff does still auto post to Twitter, so you can follow our shows on Twitter. You can follow us on Tumblr at nerdandtie.tumblr.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdandtie. And remember, 
Uh, you can support the show financially either by sponsoring an episode or you can support us financially directly. I have a uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. Celeste has a Patreon at what's your Patreon, Celeste? Patreon.com slash Celeste is best. And Gen sells neat things on the internet as Ocelot Dude Designs. What's in the shop right now, Gen? Uh, Mothman pillows. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. All right, so... Just remember, in your hearts and your mind and the places that you sit at night, quietly, quietly thinking to yourself, thinking about the times that you were younger, when you had better choices ahead of you than the ones you have made now, in those moments, in those bleakness, just remember, somewhere, outside your window, probably peeping in, is, is one of us. All of us, or none of us, depending on the exact moment. And we're here there with you, in that darkness, in that place, in that time, ready to embrace you consensually so you don't have to like we'll yeah, we'll, like, we'll, we'll no give you pressure. a respectful distance if if you want it but you know if you want a hug uh just just go outside and hug that dark figure outside your window it's probably one of us we swear now i take i take all that back do not hug do not hug the person don't standing outside your house don't outside. don't hug them stay inside lock the windows and doors never go outside again be safe <laughs> I, yeah. And just, remember, you can use potato chips to befriend the cats wearing masks outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also remember, if you have a potato, you have all the best things from Idaho, and mm-hmm. none of them are <laughs> <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. anime oasis. <laughs> <laughs>